0: I'ma grind and go get it. What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new. Something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard. As usual, I'm Sid here with the homie Reg. What up? Um, So, last week... We wrapped up our show, and a couple days later, uh, the news broke about Taysom Hill actually being the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints come Sunday. Um, So we didn't get a chance to actually give our opinions on that. So I actually want to go back a little bit prior to uh, the game Sunday and his performance Sunday and and just really touch on our opinions of Taysom Hill as uh, a starting quarterback or as a quarterback in general uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Cause we we've had conversations, Mm -hmm. plenty of conversations about (laughs) Taysom Hill uh, and what he is and what he isn't uh, off air. But I definitely want to share our opinions uh, about him to our audience as well. Yeah.
1: And for one, uh, like, Like you said, we've had many of these conversations just to begin with, and obviously we feel kind of different about Taysom Hill. When we gave him the big deal, I wanted to see Taysom Hill do everything he's been doing, plus a little bit more. I always knew once he got the money, somewhere in there, Sean Payton made some kind of promise to him, at least to give him a shot to see what he can do at quarterback on a regular basis for us. And a lot of people felt like that wasn't the case. Sean Payton addressed that again later this year after the depth charts came out, after Drew Brees' injury. He still said at that point he didn't know who his quarterback was, but a lot of people felt it has to be Jameis Winston, including myself at this point. I know that Taysom Hill was showing number two on the depth chart. Me and you talked about it off air maybe a month ago, but Sean Payton stuck true to his word. He He gave Hill a shot. I definitely didn't see him performing this well. I gave him a B plus. A B plus because he performed at home. All the lights was was on him, bright as ever. Uh, A lot of doubters coming into this week Uh, on on both sides. Saints fans, Atlanta fans thinking they had it in the bag or they would somewhat compete with us. And Taysom Hill looked very, very good. His timing was great. When he got outside the pocket, he was looking to throw, not run, although he did throw, uh, run a few times. Uh, he was accurate with the ball for the most point. stare receivers down. Uh, Atlanta didn't try to confuse him in coverage as much as I thought that they would. I thought on third down, they'd try to get kind of creative with it, but they lined up and just attacked him. What, what he saw is what he got, but he handled himself He handled himself greatly. He, he showed he has a strong arm and he definitely can move once he get outside the pocket. Uh, he targeted Michael Thomas a lot. Of, of course we we kind of knew that going into the game and he played great. If the opponent was tougher, if he would have played the Titans or even the Vikings, just any team that is slightly better than Atlanta at this point, I would have gave him an A. But because the opponent wasn't all that great, I have to go with a B Plus, plus he had the fumble. But he showed me with Sean Payton calling plays, the offensive line playing great, and the defense playing out of their mind. We can definitely win with Taysom Hill. How did you?
0: Oh well, you know, just just to touch on how I feel about him in general, like even before him being named as a starter, uh, I he's not um, somebody I see as being a starting quarterback for anybody, <laughs> uh, let alone the New Orleans Saints. Um, I feel like Jameis, even, like, even after Sunday's performance, I still feel like Jameis should be our quarterback. He should have been our quarterback Sunday. Um, I definitely understand uh, the conversation. Just from, you know, even you uh, putting in my ear, well, look, man, he he's paying him all this money. You got to at least give him a shot. It's against the Falcons. Right. Um, I I definitely understand why he was put out there and why you give him a shot. I'm just not convinced. um, Haven't been, and I'm still not convinced that he's somebody that we could be putting out there on a 16-game sample and expecting um, to win us more games than he loses us. Um, But regardless of that, Sunday, I... You throwing around that word great is throwing me off a little bit. I wouldn't say he, he he was great on Sunday. Um I think more than anything, he absolutely was able to do what was asked of him, which wasn't too much, uh, but it wasn't nothing at the same time. Um he was able to make his quick reads. Uh, like I said, there wasn't too many, there wasn't too many plays where he was able to actually sit back there and go through and try to go through progressions to find an open receiver. It was a lot of, like you said, we knew it was going to be, look, hike the ball, Mike Thomas is where you want to go with it. Uh, there was a lot of course runs. He led the team in Russian uh, on Sunday. Um, and the biggest, the biggest knock on him from Sunday was the fumble, which I always worry about him turning the football over and there were times uh i think i think most of these uh instances were in the first half but there were times where he just held on to the football too long uh trying to trying to figure out where he wanted to go with the football but um overall like i say it wasn't a it wasn't a bad performance it was a good performance it was more, it was better than expected um how much of that is a lot of a lot of the credit goes to Sean Payton uh, a lot of credit goes to Taysom Hill for even being composed uh, uh, composed enough to go out there and, and take care of that job. And then some of that credit just goes to Atlanta being horrible. Um, hmm. But I, I definitely, I, I, besides the fumble, uh, I really don't have any any bad criticism of him from, from Sunday. But even with that being said, I still feel like he's not our best option. Got gotcha. And by great, when I say he played great, I simply
1: mean looking at looking at Taysom Hill with just the fact in sight. If he goes out here and blow it, how easy would would it be, or would have it been to, for us to say he played bad, or we badly won, and he was the reason? That's the reason why you still want Drew Brees at the age he's at, man. Why did why didn't they play uh, Jameis Winston? It would have been very easy for us to say that if he would have went out there and thrown zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and we lost by field goal or we made this game much harder than what it actually was. So if, if I give you a scale or someone give me a scale and I have to say if he played bad or good, I'm going good. So if you want to replace that that word great with good, I mean, I can live with that.
0: He just ex- exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I and was that's just what it about, about to say – you basically yeah. came out saying great because he exceeded what the expectations were for him. And right. I, get that. I understand that.
1: And then some. And I
0: definitely and I definitely
1: say, hey, it's the Falcons, so we have to be realistic. They're not good. The defense is horrible. But you only can play who they line up and put in front of you. Absolutely. And I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes in the making or even Dak Prescott for that case or that matter, but – this is his first start, and he had a whole bunch of doubters. He didn't have much um, to prepare for this game, knowing he's going to be activated this week into the starting lineup. He's going to take the snap and all that good stuff. When you are thinking – it really made me sit back and, and judge quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, uh, Danny Dimes, those type of guys that's been in their system for a full year, even two years or more, whatever the case may be. Taysom Hill played better than those guys. Now we have more weapons surrounding him, but at no point, even when when those other guys are in ball games, such as Baker Mayfield, who can rely on a pretty good defense, and all you have to do is go out here and don't lose the game for us. A lot of times he do that. Once again, I'm not saying nothing great or promising about Taysom Hill. I'm just saying going into the game, I expected this for him to play how Baker Mayfield normally plays every Sunday. He's going to make some throws. He's going to miss a bunch of them. He may go out there and put the the ball in Holmes' way. He didn't do those things. The fumble was by far the biggest miscue he had Sunday. And if you're going to tell me that was the biggest mistake he made, I feel good going into up more weeks with him as the starter saying he won't do that again or the chances of that happening is is unlikely.
0: Yeah, we disagree on that. I definitely expect at least a turnover from him every single week. And he, he's oh, he's you said A. <laughs> I yeah, thought you said A. <laughs> a turnover. <A. A. laughs> I day. got you. Yeah, but, and, and once
1: again, it's, it's not my faith in him, it's my faith in Sean Payton. Absolutely.
0: Uh, we talk enough, but so you know how I feel the about Sean Payton. I'm sorry? I said, which is what I was going to say when you talked about those other quarterbacks, too. Because if you put any of those guys in that system, they're going to look better than what Taysom Hill did Sunday. Man, the way some of them playing, I can't say that. I mean, you yeah, do judge again, you about what you do. Once again, if you put them in that situation with Sean Payton as their head coach, they, they're going to look way better than, than what Taysom Hill did Sunday. Because they're looking as good as Taysom Hill did Sunday. Well, a couple of those guys. I was about uh, to say. It's not the, Taysom Hill did Sunday in horrible situations, in much worse situations. I just let's can't not, let's, not, let's not go down that rabbit hole either but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people haven't been uh they don't know it's good enough to know something like this to turn into an our and have a conversation so we go we got the sniffing and bug right now y'all just know we feel different about Taysom Hill yeah but let's all I'm about the actual game okay the actual game looking at the game he targeted Mike Mike time is 13 times. That's always good for me. And throwing around the word great, if I'm going to attach the word great to anything that happens Sunday, it's going to be the defense. The yeah. defense played great once again. And that was the whole show. That would yeah. make Tate Hill's job that much easier. is he didn't have to compete with Atlanta's offense that could score a bunch of points at times. The defense set the tone, and they were dominant, and they were great all Sunday long. And that's without Sheldon Rankins. That's without Lattimore. I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah, and that that defense definitely played lights out from 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 the jump, from the beginning of the game. Um, once again, every week I am going to speak on Trey Hendrickson because that dude the best player on our defense this year. For him to be tied for the uh, the league lead in sacks. And nine and a half um, every every Sunday, you're saying his name, and it's for good reasons. Right, we mm-hmm. saw um, a resurgence for Cam Jordan, who has been <laughs> uh, statistically wise. He's been quiet this year, but we touched on that last week. How his effect just trickles down to other guys um, across that defensive line. Um, no, Marshawn Lattimore. Huge for for the secondary to hold up the way that they did um, against Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and those guys. Um, but like you say, that's 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 the even with how well Taysom Hill played, the defense made it impossible to really lose that game.
1: True, mm-hmm.
0: the defense made it impossible to lose that game. And if the defense is gonna, once again, we talked about. I don't know if it was last week or the week, but it was the week. Before no, it was, yeah, it was the week before the Tampa Bay game. uh Right after that, when we talked about, all right, this is when our defense usually hits a stride, mm-hmm. and if they're going to continue to play like this, I don't. It doesn't really matter who's going out there, quarterback, Jameis Taysom here, Drew Brees. We're going to be really hard to beat. True. Yep, I have it the
1: same way. You touched on Cam Jordan numbers being down. Now, you know, I have to defend Cam Jordan the way I used to defend LeBron. Cam Jordan is my guy, bro. Um, And I feel like he has a big reason why Henderson uh, is tied for first in the leading sacks this year. We see Cam get moved around a little bit more this year, which uh, I'm pretty much excited for. It gives us a, a chance to put three guys on the line at one time that has the ability to get after the quarterback. So although Cam Sachs isn't where they usually are at this point of the year, uh, he's still being productive. This yeah, is playing him a lot at D-tackle. And I, I, I really didn't think he would be that effective at D Tackle, but once again, it's Atlanta, so I can't get crazy about it. Uh, <laughs> the hero uh, who, who I love on the Saints defense is, is my guy. He's a complete pest. And I kind of like those guys when they play for my team, and that's uh, CJ Gordon Johnson. So that's the guys who I'm big on just for y'all who listen to this podcast. Uh, Sid is Henderson I'm more of a CJ Gordon Johnson guy, but collectively, they both are playing very well for us this year. And like you said, man, as long as the defense is playing like this, guys, the limit, man.
0: Exactly. Um let's touch on Monday Night Football. Let's touch yes, on the Rams uh against the Buccaneers last yes, night. Sir.
1: Yes, sir. I love to see Brady lose. Love it. I love to see Brady lose. I hate to see the Patriots lose. I hate to see the Falcons lose. Um it's the same thing with Tampa. Um, uh, it's only one football, man. Everybody crying for the ball. It's, and I feel kinda kinda bad for Tom because he's so used to winning. He's so used to um, everybody getting along. And that's just not the thing over here in Tampa. They won a game, I want to say, by 20 points. And after the game, they asked Leonard Fournette about, you know, the way he was used. And he said he has to get more touches. And I'm just like, wow, like you just won by 20, and that's your answer to that? But it's only one football. I really feel like AB should be t- should lead the team in targets every Sunday. If they want to be successful, you got to do what Tom does great. You got to tag the seams. He got to throw the ball to the running backs, although these running backs can't catch nearly as good as what he's used to playing with. But the Rams, just like the Saints, have a pretty good front four. And they got, a, a, to me, the best corner, even if you got them number two um, in Jalen Ramsey. He was able to go out there and shut Michael Evans like completely down. Not as much as our boy do, but, you know, he did a great job on him. And Tom was able to, you know, battle for a little bit, throw some tight balls. But once the Rams' D-line got going, it just made it that much harder for him. Tom Brady was missing a lot of throws. A lot of guys just wasn't open downfield. And I think Tampa Bay defense gets exposed at times, normally the secondary. Uh, Their corners are just, just not that good. They got one good corner in Carlton Davis, but outside of that, I mean, they're pretty thin. And they found that guy, and they just threw the ball his way all night long, man.
0: Yeah, I, I, and from the jump, I told you I don't have any faith in Tampa Bay secondary in general, right. mm-hmm. which it, it, which for most of the season hasn't been a problem for them because, once again, that front seven is so good. Right. That front four is going to get the pressure right. um, to where that secondary doesn't have to cover but for so long. But last night we saw that secondary – we saw that secondary have to try to really cover guys and they couldn't do it.
1: What it was was they asked those guys to make plays. That's what it was. Whenever Tom Brady defense is playing with the lead, they look great, point blank. Period. But when it's a a close ball game and they have to actually do their job, uh, more than than what they normally do, they do it for they they look suspect. Well, Jabril Dean, they tried to. Put him on Cooper Cup. They tried him on Robert Woods. And no matter who he lined up in front of, it was like, all right, hey, throw me that rock, man. And it was just that simple. Uh, if they want to be successful uh, in the long run, they, they got to find a
0: number two corner. The guys they have, uh, you know, just have to step it up and play better. And you're even bigger on Corton Davis than I am. Like I say, like, if they're, if they're not getting pressure, which for, for some of the night, they were getting pressure with their front four. They were. Mm-hmm. But then... In the second half, it seemed like that kind of died down, and and it really gave Jared Goff a lot of time. And when you give a quarterback that type of time, I don't believe in their corners to be able to cover anybody, let true. alone Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yep, true. Who each went for ten plus targets, one hundred and thirty plus yards. Um, and that's and that's where you have to worry about. Um. That's why you have to worry about that team. The um and then Tom Brady, you mentioned on how he missed on some throws. Um, the pressure got to him a bit. There was one that he threw uh up the middle of the field, and I don't know if there was a miscommunication between him and his receiver. Godwin was the receiver, matter of fact, he threw it up the middle of the field and it got picked off. Right. Or if it was really just because to me, it, at first look, it really just looked like he panicked.
1: The problem is Tom is throwing the ball that far to begin with. Even the shots that he take with Mike Evans is just unnecessary. They're unnecessary shots. Is first and ten. You're trying to catch the defense off off guard and you're going downfield and you, you're throwing a, a ball that wasn't even a 50-50 ball. This ball clearly was going out of bounds from the time it left Tom Brady's hands. To Mike Evans, to me, that's just another chance for AB to catch a seven-yard in route. That's a chance to hit Cameron Break coming out the flat. Whatever the the case is, Tom Brady offense has to stay ahead of the chains. They don't need the big home run balls just if they're not there. Um, when you got AB, I mean, you have to sacrifice some. To me, I just value him that much. You know how I feel Dude, about AB. I went out with the Saints,
0: and I was just about to say how I we disagree on that, like. The past three weeks, Tom Brady has made an effort to really force the ball to AB to really get him involved at the sake of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I really don't understand it. (laughs) Like, I I really don't get it. And it's hurting them more than it's helping them at all uh, at this point, in my opinion.
1: To me, AB and Tom Brady was like a match made in heaven. Like, he don't have to Force it to A.B. That's just Tom being Tom. We saw Tom Brady throw a ball in the first quarter. I want to say it was the third play of the game to A.B. And he caught it. Uh, it was low in the way. I mean, it, that's just it's just what he does. That, that's how the, his way of quarterback. If A.B. is the masterful route runner, if you got that and you lining that guy up in the slot, what corner is going to stay with A.B. in the slot? especially a man-to-man coverage, or uh, uh, any coverage for that, for that matter. I'm just saying he's, he's favored to win that matchup. So they have to sacrifice. Mike Evans is winning more. I think this year so far, Tampa has won seven games, and I want to say this may be the most games Mike Evans probably ever won in his career in one season. Don't quote me on it. But he's still unhappy. Only thing I'm saying is you have to sacrifice. It's only one football. Yeah, if I we,
0: think whether it, I'm sorry? I was about to say, once again, we differ on the reason why this sacrifice, quote-unquote, is being made. Like, I don't feel like Antonio Brown, but once again, we disagree on this, but I don't feel like Antonio Brown is worth having a sacrifice for, for Mike Evans or, uh, um, or Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, I have
0: yeah. no idea. Like, there's nothing that you can say to me that's like, yeah – uh Antonio Brown should be going into this game and getting more targets than both of these guys.
1: Yeah, I disagree.
0: I Look, football is year to year. I'm the biggest the biggest believer of that.
1: But if you go back to when AB was was still lining up every single Sunday playing football, this guy was the best receiving football, bro. And I mean, it's been it's a long time ago, and he's still out there getting it done. He's still out there holding on the balls. He still got speed. He's still dangerous in the slot. Only thing I'm saying is, if AB go out here and get 15 targets to your five, who knows? Next week it may flip. But I have no problem. With See, time and it, to Brown
0: more than anybody else, especially if we win the ball. Games. And where they're not winning ball games, they've lost two of their last three. And well, they now each of those win the ball games. games because of the O line. The O-line yeah, is there. Antonio Brown has been targeted more than anybody else. Listen, whether
1: they would have throw the ball to Mike Evans, whoever on was on the field for them when they played against us, nothing good was going to come out of it. Our defense just plays them, just played them that well. So even if you look at they they lost to Chicago, any team. I, this is how I started this segment. On any team with a front four that could get home to Tom Brady and you got at least one great corner of one pretty good corner in your secondary that can take care of Mike Evans on the outside, you have a chance. It's just that simple. If you can get home to Tom Brady with your front four, you have a chance to win the ball game. The teams that he lost to this year, all three of them was able to do that.
0: Three, Four, right? Because yeah, yeah.
1: we, twi- we beat them twice. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah, their- yeah, yeah, yeah. Their- and they failed to uh, the Rams last night.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they got Kansas City coming up. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, like I say, my my worries about them have just come to certain like my my worries about them have been the same. That secondary and of course we've talked about that online too, but more so that secondary and when that secondary has to actually go out there and show up, I doubt that they're gonna do it and they have yet to show that they can do it. And that's going to be the reason why they don't uh, make it to the Super Bowl as Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that they should or a lot of people projected that they would at the beginning of this season.
1: Yeah, and football is just something that you can't just put a bunch of guys together and think everything is going to be lovey-dovey. This isn't basketball. Um, And even with Mike Evans, it's easy for me to say, hey, you got to be satisfied with these less attempts. I'm not the one, (laughs) you know on the field, uh, hoping that I keep getting 90 catches so I can keep getting big paydays. That's more easily said than done by a fan. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you're going to win, it takes sacrifices. is it's, it's just that simple. You can't ask to win, let me be the guy to catch 90. Oh, by the way, Godwin won 90. We got the feed, Gronk. We got Cameron Bray. Oh, Thank God, O.J. Howard hurt. I mean, like I said, Leonard Fournette just got there. Rojo playing the best ball he ever played, and he's still asking for more touches. You just can't have everything. If but they're gonna win, some something has to be sacrificed. Yeah. And,
0: but there's yeah. also a pecking order in that too. Like like I could care less if Cameron Bray or or Gronk or OJ Howard if he was still there, uh was or even Linda Fournette demanded more touches. Like I didn't care less about any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could I could care less. But Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both uh, at the end of the last season with top 10 receivers.
1: And how many games they won? Uh, got?
0: I think they finished 8-8 all... last year. I'm sorry? I, I, th- I think they finished 8-8 eight eight last year. Eight
1: and-, and that was good for what in our division last year? Was last that good was for second, a... right? second? Was
0: it second? I think so. Yeah, because Carolina was banged up last year. Yeah, I think it was second.
1: Second in our division with, with eight an 8-8 eight record. You missed the playoffs. Um really really didn't come close to it. and now you you want you you have won seven games to this point. You got what? the most winning quarterback in history. If anybody could turn Tampa around and get him a Super Bowl, is this guy. All I'm saying yeah. is, man, That's- either it's winning or it's numbers at the end of the day. Like you you
0: got to pick one. Either no. you to you your- you win. <laughs> Like, I, I disagree with that completely because you can you can say it's numbers, you can say whatever you want to say it is, but it worked. They put up points. Like, it wasn't like these were empty calorie stats that they were putting up last year. Jameis threw for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and that's the only reason they even won eight games was because they were able to provide <laughs> such a high-power offense because their defense wasn't crap.
1: And I could turn that right back around and say that's the same reason they lost a lot of games. Because when the defense did cause turnovers, James went right back on the field and gave it right back. Uh, he took shots down. And James threw a pretty good and a good D-ball. I, I could care less about the D-ball argument with Jamis Winston. I'm talking about with Tom Brady. But you can tell me he threw for a whole bunch of yards, 30 touchdowns and and 30 interceptions. And I'm gonna say, what was their record? They were 500. Did they make the playoffs? Did they win a division? None of those things was accomplished. No one took Tampa Bay serious last year.
0: Yeah, but none of them played defense either. I,
1: I have nothing. I'm talking about as a – anytime a quarterback throws 30 interceptions, there's a problem. I wouldn't care if he would have threw Agreed. 40.
0: Agreed. 30 I don't interceptions, understand how you're turning that into Mike Evans and Chris Godwin shouldn't be getting targets this year. I'm not saying they shouldn't get targets, but I'm
1: saying is everyone is talking about the attention Antonio Brown is getting since he have been placed into the lineup. Only thing I'm saying is he more than any other receiver on that team, Tom he's Tom Brady is used to playing with receivers like that. He's not of that caliber, but he's used to that, that scheme. Uh, low throws across the middle. Guys that are taking, technicians at route running things of that nature versus throwing the ball downfield 40 yards to a guy that's 6-4 and giving putting him in the chance with a 50-50 ball i'm just saying i don't see that i, I don't see it when he does it he don't look good doing it he put the ball in harm's way and we he, until he had randy moss that was never his game but that's, that's the also not really
0: mike evans game either that's what mike evans do mike what? evans so A route. enough for Mike Evans to make it 40 yards down anybody's field. I'm talking about take chance throws, high throws on sidelines,
1: things of that nature versus Tom Brady attacking the scenes is what yeah, I'm saying. It, 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 yeah. You, I don't care. You can, you if, push, if he's you supposed, supposed to Michael be, Thomas, you're supposed to you be able Michael to make Thomas, your, throw please,
0: to your best receivers.
1: I'm keep saying Michael Thomas. I'm sorry. You could push Mike Evans completely out of this equation. What I'm saying is, when you think of the receivers that Tom Brady has been successful with, it's been Wes Walker, Julie Edelman, running backs out the backfield, unless you're speaking of Randy Moss. Those guys are slot technicians. So you're
0: he's are incapable of making it work with good wide receivers? I'm confused with the argument supposed to be here. Say it again? I say, so you're telling me that he's incapable of making it work with good wide receivers?
1: No, no, no. I'm just saying Antonio Brown line. Up in the slot is more compatible to what Tom Brady has done in his career versus throwing it to a six four guy on the outside. That's all I'm saying.
0: And I'm saying that you, I'm saying that he's been presented with better, and you telling me he just can't. I just can't. I, I gotta, I gotta keep doing what I've been doing. Better doesn't doesn't work for me.
1: OK, let him, <laughs>
0: him throw the ball to my,
1: to a guy, Mike Evans, who have been taken out of games by Moore, Ramsey and others. I, keep doing it. I can care less. What I'm saying is what I know. Brady showed me what he could do with Edelman in the slot. He showed me what he can do with West Walk in the slot. If they can do it, I know a B can do it. That's all I'm saying.
0: Once again. But once again, we sitting here like what? Where, where does that correlate when it comes to they to they win? It's, it's going to do a lot. <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> like, obviously not. That's not.
1: Listen, the teams that they lost, they lost as a team. The defense didn't play great. The offense didn't play great. But you're not about to sit up here and tell me Antonio Brown is responsible for the L's that they go. No, I'm
0: saying that Tom Brady focusing on Antonio Brown is responsible for it. So why would not not beat the Saints game? Because, like you say, they couldn't. There's nothing that they could have done to win that game. So week one,
1: when when AB wasn't there, and we and we beat the brakes up, beat them by double digits. What was the point of that game? What, What what happened that game? What why? Who was the blame for that game?
0: Tom Brady. Tom Brady. All I'm saying is, don't make it all about a B. I didn't say that. I said Tom public. Brady. I told you asked what was the what was the blame. I said Tom Brady focusing on Antonio Brown, not Antonio Brown as a player. Oh,
1: okay. But well, either way. Is either way to go. Accuracy,
0: a B. No matter what, that's who I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. When you have two guys who I can, I'm going to tell you are better than him.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, any fan who uh, they you know, look at these guys and go, yeah, given what Mike Evans did and what Godwin did last year, I would have to put them above Antonio Brown. Hey, cool, I'm I'm with it. Whatever, football is year to year for me. But with all due respect, I don't think people realize the numbers I was putting up in Pittsburgh. And like I said, even the last time when he was healthy, this is a guy who didn't miss games due to some crazy injury. It was like personal matters that, you know, some things he had going on that kept him off the field. So it's not if anything, his body is rested. He's probably in a better place. Hopefully, uh, he's in a better mental uh place than when he was uh not too long ago. But Antonio Brown was a monster, bro. He was a monster. What
0: have you done for me lately?
1: Uh I was targeted thirteen times. I caught a whole bunch of balls and we've been winning ever since I stepped in the lineup.
0: What have you done for me lately?
1: I just told you what I did. I've been doing the same thing. You everybody, lost two of three
0: games.
1: Okay, so see, come on, don't do Because he's see only
0: played it. three games, right? His first thought was against us, correct?
1: Yeah, his first thought was against us.
0: So he's only played three games. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost two of three
1: against pretty good teams about, the, and now they got a weak schedule. So look, hold up, they played against the Rams and the Saints, which both. Top in a division in the NFC and more than likely going to be there for the playoffs. Don't base this AB thing off of those games right there with they played. Now that Tampa got a week schedule coming up to basically close out the year besides the Chiefs, if they win five in a row after this Chiefs game, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, AB is the reason that they won all them games. I'm just saying you've got to keep it fair. AB is a, is a slot technician. Feed AB the ball, man. You want Mike Evans, a guy that's getting completely shut down, halfway run routes. I mean, if he, if that's what you want to throw it to, if that's who you want to, and
0: that's just you taking shots at Mike Evans in order to boost your AB. Uh, you know, I like, I like, I like, I like what Mike Evans. Is, is a good receiver to we me. We're gonna see, like you say, we're gonna see going forward. Yeah. Once again, AB is not the best receiver on that field. What have you done for me lately? Okay. And, and we're gonna go from and we're gonna go from there, like you say. Okay. They gotta. They got a pretty weak schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They played mm-hmm. the Falcons twice. They got the Lions. Vikings uh, will probably give them a good matchup. And then they got the Chiefs. They got a bye week, too, a late bye week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the rest it, of their schedule is pretty weak.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all teams that pretty much don't have the firepower to the to keep up with Tampa, especially when Tampa got everything working. Uh, if you're going to give their defense an easy week, Tampa could make you look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we always get caught up, bro. See, they starting, starting to get a taste of with these
0: conversations a lot. Um, <laughs> these fun, so, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and look forward to to this next week, week twelve. Uh, did you have a game that you chose that you wanted to pick against the spread? Not yet. I was waiting to
1: see when the spread come out. I'm one of those people that uh, I got to see the injury reports and a whole lot of other things. I glanced at it, but we talking money. I can't uh, put, a, put a pick out there and someone's listening to this. I want to fully dissect it. More than likely, we'll be dropping another episode later on this week before Sunday anyway, so I definitely have my picks presented then.
0: Okay, cool. That works for me. Um, like you said, we will Hopefully, get together again, um, and talk some NBA. Um, yes, sir.
1: A lot of people on the
0: move. A lot of people have moved. Not on the move. A lot of people have moved in the NBA, and it's, it's definitely reshaped a lot. So we definitely want to touch on that, and then we—that's we'll, when we will give our—we'll start off that show. We're giving our picks, um, for for this upcoming NFL week.
1: Yes, sir.